Welcome to Episode 5 of ShimmyCast. I'm your host, Anala Rabari. For this episode, we have the usual fare of answers to the question of the week, the news recap, review section, and an article entitled A Name, A Notion by Salome. And this week's podcast, Safe Music, is from the group Solus. So let's jump in with answers to our question of the week. Our first answer is to the question, what is your favorite prop and why? From Arabella in Vermont. I haven't been dancing long, and I have seen very few live performances. In the last live performance I saw, Mystique entered the stage doing veil work very nicely. And at an appropriate point, she tossed the veil and commenced to playing zills, which had not been used or even visible previously. It's like they came out of nowhere. I thought that was wonderful. So far, that would be my favorite prop. I guess you'd call that a veil-zill combo? Thanks for that answer, Arabella. I have to say I'm sometimes blown away by the combinations of props that I see. I recently watched a DVD where the dancer had a veil draped over her head so it was all in front of her face. But then, on top of that, she was balancing a lit tray of candles. It just shocked me because I'd never thought about doing that. And then she went on in her performance to remove the veil out from under the tray on camera while she was dancing. I just found it mighty impressive. Our next answer comes from B for Hana in England. This is a tricky question to answer because I have two props that I love to use. Veil and stick. Not together, although I did once do a workshop at summer school where the teacher used both stick and veil together. It was interesting. I love them both because they have different energies. The veil is soft and lyrical. The stick is more powerful and commanding. Usually I use the stick in a more masculine way rather than a very cute girly way. I have just discovered the pleasures of working with silk veils. I don't know how you feel about product placement, but these are by IKEA Silks and they are beautiful. This silk has an amazing movement and the beautiful hand-dyed or hand-painted colors are so vivid. My favorite stick is a sturdy cane staff that I bought in Cairo. It's heavier than the usual gold and silver canes that many dancers use, but because it doesn't have the hook on the end, it's a bit more versatile to use. Thank you for this answer, B. And as far as product placement goes, I'm not a big stickler for that, especially if it's not a person necessarily associated with the company. It's just another dancer saying, hey, I have found this really cool thing, and I want to tell other dancers about it. I am all for getting tips on where to find supplies. So if anybody out there ever finds a great supplier for props or costumes or jewelry or anything like that, or you come across a book or a CD or a DVD that you're just like, I love this and I want to tell other dancers about it, feel free to email me and I will tell everybody because I think we're all looking for good bargains. 
The next answer is to our question, how has belly dance changed your life? And this answer comes from Heather, who is right now transitioning from the Massachusetts area to Colorado. So we hope moving is going well, Heather. And here's what she has to say. As long as I can remember, I have had issues with my body and self-confidence. I've never thought of myself as a dancer or even someone who can dance. But belly dance has both given me self-confidence in my body and my ability to dance. Integrating dance into my life has made me feel that I am a more whole person. I just want to say thank you, Heather, for that answer. It just speaks volumes of truth, particularly for me as far as how belly dancing has changed my life. I, like you, have never had a really good self-body image, and I have gotten a lot better since I started belly dancing. I'm much more accepting of my body now. Yes, there are times when I feel like my body could be better, but it's more from a healthy perspective. You know, it's it's more from the perspective of I feel so beautiful when I belly dance and I'm my body feels so beautiful that I want that beauty to continue and it actually inspires and encourages me to take better care of myself. I want to eat healthier now. I want to exercise more now in the form of belly dancing because, you know, that's a fun exercise activity. (laughs) And I think that is probably why a lot of women are attracted to belly dance because it does make you feel beautiful and it makes you feel better about yourself. And it has just really made me love myself more. And the funny thing is, I didn't realize this until my husband pointed it out to me. I had been dancing for about a year when he just told me one day, I'm so happy that you're changing the style of clothes that you're wearing. And I was like, what do you mean? What are you talking about? I don't, I don't understand. Where did this comment come from? And he had pointed out to me that previously I had been wearing really baggy clothes and clothes that just did not fit me properly. And I was really trying to hide in my clothes because I didn't like myself. And I started belly dancing and I started feeling better about myself. And then I actually started unconsciously getting clothes that actually fit me and that actually looked good on me and I stopped hiding in my clothes and it wasn't until he pointed it out to me that I realized what a change belly dancing had made in my life and I'm hoping that a lot of you have had that kind of experience with belly dance as well and I'm guessing that you have and that's why you all continue to belly dance and enjoy it. So I just want to say thanks to you guys for answering the questions and we'll have next week's question at the end of the podcast. So stay tuned for that. And now the news. June 9th through 11th, Southern Invasion in Birmingham, Alabama. June 9th through 11th, Atlanta Dance Oriental Society's 11th Annual Egyptian Nights Gala in Atlanta, Georgia. June 19th through the 18th, the Belly Dance Superstars continue to tour throughout the UK, 
Wells, and Ireland. June 10th, Destination Cairo Dance Concert in Berkeley, Michigan. June 10th, Barefoot Flamenco Spanish Gypsy Dance Workshop in Dales Ford, Victoria, Australia. June 10th, Glastonbury Belly Dance and Drum Day in Glastonbury, England. June 11th, Hufla on the Side, A Journey Through the Middle East and Beyond in Merrimackville, New South Wales, Australia. June 11th, Core Tummy Kama Sutra Exercises Workshop in Wakanda, Illinois. Due to the type of exercises and topics discussed, this class is limited to women who are adults over 21 only. June 17th, a day of workshops with Cynthia Delaney in New South Wales, Australia. June 17th, Hathor's Hofla and Showcase in Kidlington, Oxen. June 18th, Southside Market Day and Concert in New South Wales, Australia. June 21st through July 10th, Egypt Unveiled Tour. This is a travel tour through Egypt and Dubai. Um, it looks like it's going to be leaving from Sydney, Australia, and apparently there are only a few spots left. So if you want to go to Egypt, hop on board and get there quick. And finally, June 23rd through the 25th, concerts and workshops by Hossam and Serena Ramsey in Cardiff, Wales. This has been the ShimmyCast News for this week. And as always, you can find more information about all of these events on our website. So this is the time that we normally have a review of some great belly dance product for you guys. Only this week, we're going to have a confession and an apology. I'm really sorry guys, but I didn't have time this week to get a review together because of my day job, which has been really busy this week. So instead, I'm going to let you guys know what reviews are being worked on for upcoming episodes. First, there will be a review of the book, Grandmother's Secrets, The Ancient Rituals and Healing Power of Belly Dance. Then we have several DVD reviews in the works. These are going to be uh, Belly Dance Superstars Live in Paris at the Folies Bergère, Tribal Fusion Belly Dance Yoga Isolations and Drills with Rachel Bryce, and finally a box set of The Goddess Workout with Dolphina. So I hope you are all going to enjoy these reviews and that they are covering products that you are going to be interested in. Emails and feedback. So Arabella in the Vermont area has sent me an update on Rocks Radio. And she says, I just listened to you mention Rocks Radio in your episode 3. Thank you. Just wanted to touch base and say that I've been delayed because of some technical difficulties. I'm still going ahead though. It's just taken a little longer than I thought. And Arabella does have a website set up for Rocks Radio, 
and there will be a link to it in our show notes so you can check out what Rox Radio is going to be all about and keep a ear out for when she gets her first production going. And we wish you all the best, Arabella, and we can't wait. Although we're trying to be patient. But it sounds like it's going to be so cool. I'm very excited. I can't wait. Remember, you can send us feedback at shimmycast at gmail.com or on our forum at shimmycast.blogspot.com and feel free to vote for us on Podcast Alley or Podcast Pickle and leave reviews on iTunes. Let us know how we're doing and what you think of the show and if there's anything else that we can do that you guys would like to hear on the podcast. Next, we have an article by Salome. A name, a notion. In the Middle East, it is known as Sharki. Translation, Oriental Dance. The term belly dance was coined by promoter Saul Bloom in 1893. Bloom used the term as an advertising hook to draw visitors to an exhibit called The Streets of Cairo at the Chicago World's Fair. At the time, society considered any description of the body to be socially unacceptable, and Bloom knew the term belly dance would scandalize interest and ultimately increase business. Within the dance community, different labels are attached to the art form. It is called, among other things, Middle Eastern, Mid-Eastern, Mid-Eastern Oriental, Near East, Oriental Tansy, Rocks Sharky, Oriental, and Belly Dance. Legitimate points exist in support of, or opposition to, a particular label. Examples include, but are not exclusive to. Number one. The desire to create a positive connotation with the term belly dance by, quote, honoring the abdomen as the center from which new life emerges, end quote. Number two, the term belly dance perpetuates a promoter's description founded in, quote, racism, colonialism, and mid-Victorian orientalist misconception, end quote. Number three, Society has a preconceived notion of the term belly dance, a notion not based in knowledge, but in media stereotyping, imagination, or misinformation. Number four, Middle Eastern dance designates a culture and geographical area the general public can readily identify. Number five, Oriental dance is a folk dance belonging to a specific ethnic group. It is the artist's obligation to label the dance as that ethnic group labels it. When considering labels, weigh the fusion factor. Many artists blend flamenco, jazz, ballet, or African movements with oriental dance. In those cases, it is no longer purely oriental dance. Perhaps a label that reflects the multicultural forms of movement should be used. With an informed perspective, 
you can share what the dance is called in the Middle East, where the term belly dance came from, and why you choose to call it what you do. Knowledge reshapes perception, bringing society's notion from, quote, dance of seduction, end quote, to, quote, a family-oriented art form, end quote. <laughs> to thank Salome for this week's article and this brings me to the new question of the week. What do you like to call this dance form and why? To answer you can send an email to shimmycast at gmail.com or go to our forum board at shimmycast.blogspot.com. Finally it's time for the music pick of the week. This week's song is comma, from the album Asas by Solus. I hope you enjoy the song, and until next week, this is Anala Rabari saying shimmy on.
Thanks again for listening to ShimmyCast. You can leave us feedback at shimmycast at gmail.com. And be sure to visit our website and forum at www.shimmycast.blogspot.com. Remember, the opinions expressed are those of the host and the podcast crew. Thanks again.